Welcome to Let's Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Hassan Batts, and we are here to talk about overcoming obstacles. I'm excited, man. In the studio, I have Positive Kyle Lasseter and Rodney Bush. It's a pleasure to have you gentlemen with me. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it's you. It's a pleasure Thank to be you. here, man. So, so we're going to start with you, Kyle. Let's just jump right into it. Tell the people a little bit about you, man. Pretty much I'm from uh, Plainfield, New Jersey, London, New Jersey. I moved to Allentown in uh, 1996. Um, and I've been out here ever since. I went to high school out here, graduated college out here. Now I'm an entrepreneur. I run my businesses out here. Um, I have six kids, and uh, I've been through struggles, and I had to learn how to, how to overco- overcome obstacles of those struggles in order to be the person I am today and the man I am. And uh, we had to chop it up and talk about it. And so when you say when you say you're an entrepreneur, I think that's kind of an understatement, man. I, you're what we call a serial entrepreneur because you you have several successful businesses. We're gonna get back to that though, right? Yep. I want to introduce our audience to Rodney B. Rodney Bush. Welcome. Uh, Appreciate you. What 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 do you want the people to know about you? Uh, well, so you know, I, I was raised in a small town, Masson, Ohio. Moved to Southside, Chicago. I then moved to Allentown and Lehigh Valley. I've pretty much been here ever since, did a little bit of moving around. To know about me, I uh, married to the woman of my dreams for 10 years, three very energetic kids. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man that likes to bring folks together across different aisles. I like that. A man that likes to bring folks together. All right, well, again, welcome both of you. It's exciting to have you here. We, we want to talk about overcoming obstacles. But um, I want to start with you, Kyle, about talking about where you're at. I mean, you're, you're at a place in your career, in your life, with extreme success. I called you a serial entrepreneur because I know you have multiple businesses. Talk to us about your businesses. Talk to us about your work ethic. Talk to us about your, your vision and where you're at in your life right now. I'll start off saying, um, you know, I was a previously formerly incarcerated prison survivor. And uh, what I have learned after all the obstacles I ran through getting out of prison Jobs weren't hiring me, and I had the great credentials. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a good resume. Um, I got a lot of accomplishments, but uh, every time I would run into this obstacle of trying to clear the background check. Okay. So PPNL Center just opened up. I thought I was in there, and I thought I was like, yeah, I'm finally going to get this accounting job. I'm going to be the account manager. I went through three interviews. They interviewed over 1,000-plus people. There was a line outside for four hours. Wow. I made it to the third interview. Good. Third interview came down to the background check background check the guy called me in and told me he said listen you have all the accreditations that's needed for this position but because of that we can't hire you so i started to ouch yeah yeah yep so you know i had a down spiral moment i said yo this got to be crazy because listen i don't want to go back in the streets i said you know i want to do something positive and change my life so uh, i met a lady and uh you know her name janique she uh handled a lot of my paperwork for my businesses and my llc's and she just kept motivating me, saying, oh, you could do this and you could do that. So I jumped in the nightclub business, and um, I was a promoter. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I gained a lot of followers from throwing parties at nightclubs. Okay. And that transition right there, it helped me accumulate some money. And once I accumulated some money, I was like, you know what? I want to try something different uh, other than a nightclub because nightclubs start and become problematic. And I see myself falling back in the trap. Mm. So uh, I jumped into a car dealership. And uh, I got my license to be a car dealer. And what I learned was I was 1099 as an employee. Instead of getting a background check, they was able to bypass that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So once I learned that hoop, I said, man, if it's this simple and easy, 
and I don't got to apply nowhere else, I might as well start trying to open up some other businesses and, uh, you know, try to elevate my career to help myself. Because remember, you got to have money when you got kids. So this was out of necessity. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So you had doors closed in your face. I mean, and, and, and thankfully, you had someone to believe in you, Janique, like and really supported you. And you began to start your own businesses because you could not get a job. Yep. Yeah. It was a struggle at first because uh, everywhere you apply, they're telling you no. And, right. and, and the PPNL was like the last straw. And I was like, oh, man, I said, what am I going to do? So mind you, at this time, I want to say this is back in 03, 04, 05, even McDonald's wouldn't hire me. And I was, wow. that's a low point. So you came home from prison, six children, you're ready to do the right thing, you're trying to do the right thing, and you applied for a job as an accountant. I mean, what was your back? Do you have a college degree? Yeah, yep, yep, I have a degree. College degree, a, you're a veteran also, right? Yes. And you still couldn't get a job. Yeah, yep, the, the, the background check was the barrier. And uh, back then, in, in those times, it really wasn't no places you can go to to even seek help or ask mm-hmm. help or try to get mm-hmm. therapy or try to, you know, come up with a game plan. The only plan that w- that runs in your mind is uh, if you're not making no money, you're going to go back to what you're known to do. So you were going to go back to selling drugs. Yeah. Either you the, started it, your own business or you sold some drugs. It's kind of yes, what, what yes. you had your back up against the wall. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's the pressure that always happens every time you come in and out of prison. You're trying. But, you know, this is 04, 05 and 06. And it wasn't the resources wasn't there. It, it was wow. uh, you got to survive and figure it out. Okay, we're gonna get back to you. Um, thank thank you for that for that that background and that overview. Uh, Rodney Bush, talk to us about your journey. Where where are you at now, and and how did you get there? Um, I'm in a, I'm in a lot more stable place than I, than I've ever been in my life. You know, financially, mentally, spiritually. Uh, diving into different business ad- adventures as well. I'm a real estate agent. So, you know, I've made a good deal of deals throughout this pandemic um, and really jumping into the, the real estate investing side and understanding now that um, home ownership is not just about owning that piece of property, but like understanding the equity and, and how you can leverage that equity to get other businesses or buy a car or pay for uh, your kids' student loans and how many folks in our community are really missing out on that piece of the American dream. Right? Mm. Um, we know that. Black home ownership was very low, always has been historically low, but specifically during the pandemic, it was literally cut down 50%. So how do we as a community have a more of an ownership mindset and, you know, make that sacrifice so we can make that that leap ahead? Now, now, now there are some systemic barriers that come into play when absolutely. we talk about black home ownership, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do, do you see those in the work that you do every day? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, we know that a part of the reason why I even got into the real estate game is I come, like I said, I come from a small place in Maslin, Ohio, where the town is clearly segregated, right? And we, we, you can see where the property value increases and where it doesn't increase, or where a crime happens and where it doesn't happen, where resources are and where they're not. Um, and so I took a look at that. And I'm like, how could, we, how could I help assist people into becoming homeowners so they can, A, get that ownership, um, build that equity, but have live a more stable life. So they're not moving from place to place and letting landlords, uh, you know, jerk them around and, and honestly commit crimes against them. Um, and I think that avenue is through, you know. So 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 give us one or two practical steps, right. words of advice that you have for folks when it comes to home ownership, accumulating wealth. Like, like what are some things that you, you, you want people to walk away yeah, with? Yeah, so I see. I say this. So I say we are, we're in income tax season right now. You know, the folks are going to be getting checks. They're not going to be as big as they always have been, but you're going to get that check. I would say, you know, I would take 30% of that check. You know, the real, realities are that you are going to splurge some money. You're going to buy yourself some stuff, buy your kids some clothes, and that's realistic, right? So I would, do, I would say take a third of that money and spend it on, on the things that you want. 
I would then take another third of that money and put that money aside. Don't touch it. Put it into a CD, okay. you know, where you're gaining that. Right now they have some CDs for 4%, 4.25, 5 interest. So you put that, that third into a CD. So you can't touch it. If you touch it, you get penalized and you don't want to lose money. Um, and then I would take that other third if you have to build your credit, do what you got to do to fix your credit, pay credit cards, pay off delinquencies, uh, talk to Janique, which is a credit specialist, trust list as well, that can help you build your credit. Janique so, is getting a lot of free advertising. Yeah, I, mean, she, she, I need to bring her on the show, man. That's a fact. <laughs> but what that does, though, is that— Shout it, out to Janique, man. It, Shout out to the people in our community that help that are, our community. Or, or Dez. Like, there, there's a bunch yeah. of folks that, that, that are doing the work and that are, that are helping our people, right? But um, and if you do that, you got a CD with money that you can't touch— you built your credit so that when the next time that the market takes a dip, which they are predicting it will, um, you're in position to buy a home and be a, become a homeowner and have a piece of that. You know, that so you're, you're talking about preparation. Yeah, preparation. These now, are steps that you need to take. Steps to be prepared. So, so, so back to you, Kyle, right? Because you talked about preparation. You talked about you were, you were working in nightclubs, doing promotion, and you saw that dip about to come. You saw that wasn't the place you wanted to be, so you started selling cars. Yeah. There's also this idea of preparation, getting your money right. I mean, both of you guys are talking about money management, right? So you started selling cars. How did you get from there to where you're at now? I mean, and, and, and I do think you're, you're, you're downplaying who you are, right? Because they call you the plug. Yeah. So you got to tell us what that means. So for me, I'll say I, I called you one day and said I want a, a Lexus, a black-on-black GS350 F-Sport. I'll tell you exactly what I wanted and what happened. You showed up with that exact car. Yeah. Same thing. I said, I want a Range Rover. This is the exact Range Rover. You showed it with, uh, with the exact Range Rover that I wanted. As a fact, I needed help doing bricks on my house. I, I was getting quotes, crazy quotes. I got one phone call, the plug yeah. gave me, and I saved a lot of money, and she's doing a great job. So it's not just about being cheap, you know. She's That's doing right. quality work. H- high quality work. He, this guy got my kitchen uh, renovated. Basement. For me. Basement renovations, yep, basement. like, 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 so talk us through that because there's something about customer service that's important to you. Yeah, yep. So, uh, like I said, um, I, transitioning from the nightclub, I seen what was happening. I seen the spiral and uh, the trouble and everything brewing from it. And I know eventually this wasn't going to come to an end. Uh, I know this wasn't going to be forever because we know what happens with violence. It creates noise and it also shuts down operations. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I wanted to take a different path and, like, as a promoter, you're a networker. Prior to being a promoter, I was a drug dealer for over 20 years. So being a drug dealer, you're a salesman. So uh, mm-hmm. I jumped in the car business because, you know, I had a good clientele of networking in the community, doing all the wrong things. Running the car dealership is positive, And uh, it was just the same shift. But this time around, we're selling legal products to people. Okay. And uh, when I ran into the car business, I started accumulating you know, decent, good income. And I wanted to expand and do more than just cars. And I'm, I'm a hands-on learner. I like to learn stuff. One of my friends uh, was doing landscaping. So I joined his team and landscape with him for a year for free. And I learned all the trades of everything with landscaping. And then landscaping flips into snow removal. So uh, once the weather get cold, you know, we start shoveling, plowing, doing that. So then I, I learned the upset of uh, that right there. And then one of my best friends, he'd been flipping houses for over 20 plus years. He always kept telling me, he said, you need to come in this business. One day I went, helped him out, and I enjoyed it. I loved it. And I said, you know what? Let me let me jump into this field and try it. So I brought my first property, and we gutted it, and we re- rebuilt it from top to bottom. Wow. So I could learn every step of how to build a house. So right. we ripped the drywall out. We took the windows out. Uh, we took the flooring out. We did a full reno, and uh, I was able to flip that. 
And, uh, you know, as you flipping and you making money, it, it opens up more doors and more opportunities. And most important to me, I tell people, you can't run a successful business without people. Mm. So I like to work with the people and help the people. And I work at a community job where I have that relationship of networking and having the input of the people. So I was going to ask you, what was your advice? And it sounds like your, your one piece of advice is relationships. Yeah, you, you got to have a communication and you got to build with people that believe and trust in you. That's right. uh, without any trust, you're going to be unsuccessful because people want someone they could count on. So the reason why they call me to plug is because when people call me, I jump and I move. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to make sure it's done. If it's not done right away, it's going to get done sooner than later. And I'm not going to just leave you hanging. It might not get done right away, but it will it's be gonna done. It's going to get done. Yeah. I, I got to say, you definitely make things happen, right? So uh, we, we, we want to shift over and, and, and talk about, and you talk, you talk some about this. You talked about being financially, spiritually, and mentally sound, uh, Rodney, right? Yeah. We want to talk about family. Kyle has six kids. You're a father. I'm a father. Like, how do we find this balance? Family, work, success, community. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's um, being married for so long. I've learned to, I don't know if it's a man thing or if it's a me thing, but, like, I've learned to, to really focus and put a lot more time into my kids and to my family. Because when I go home to a happy, calm, pleasant household, now I can thrive. If I, you know, I, if I am not, you know, if I'm not, not necessarily leading, but if I'm not being that man that Angie needs or that man that, that, that my kids need or the father or that, that husband, then my house is chaotic. Now, I don't have peace at home. How am I going to have peace and be spiritually well? If I don't have peace, how am I going to be able to wake up and go to work on time and have my mind focused on what I'm doing, if I'm me, me helping people in the community? Like, how am I going to do that? So if you're I'm saying not... part of your success in the world is due to your commitment to your family at home. Absolutely. I've, when my kids are happy, when my, my wife is happy, when my house is calm, that's going to be the best version of me that, that the world's going to get. Thank you. Kyle, six children. How do you manage? Uh, it, it ain't easy. But I tell you, one of the keys to my formula has been to make sure my kids' mom is okay. And uh, back in the days, you know, like I said, I did things that was wrong. One of the things that I have always had was money. And with money, I was able to leverage and uh, help them out with bills, making sure they're okay, you know, making sure that they can give the provide my, my kids with everything that they needed. And then, you know, time management, it was rough. It's not easy when you got that many kids. So uh, me, I'm a fun person. I always take my kids out. All of them been to Disney World. They have traveled around the world, got passports. I, I give myself four to six hours of sleep in my upbringing when all my kids were babies. So, uh, you know, it was challenging, but remember, I'm an entrepreneur back then. My time was free because all I did was hustle and I had workers. So so, so you, you spend time with them. That's Yeah, that's how you feel I, I like to hang with kids. I love kids. You okay. know what I'm saying? Um, and as, when I was a kid, I didn't have certain things. So I wanted to make sure all my kids growing up had everything I didn't have. Okay. Thank you for that, Kyle. You're listening to Lex Talk. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Thank you to the members of WDIY for making all the programming you hear possible. Becoming a WDIY member is the best way to support your listening and to ensure WDIY will be here for the next person in our community to discover. Make your membership gift today at 610-694-8100 extension 4 or WDIY.org. We couldn't be here without you. Welcome back. You're listening to Let's Talk with Dr. Bats. In the studio, we have Rodney Bush and Kyle, Positive Kyle Kofani Lassiter. Welcome back, gentlemen. It's, it's beautiful to have you here. 
a quote comes to mind, two quotes, right? There's, there's a, a song where 50 Cent says, the top feels better than the bottom. You guys remember that? He yeah. says the top feels better than the bottom. So so that comes to mind because I would say both of you are on top. Like that doesn't mean that's there's not more to come from you, right? But you guys are on the top based on where you came from. How have you managed that success? I know I know as I began to grow and have success, I had something called survivor's guilt. I missed the people that I grew up with that couldn't take that journey with me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Rodney, how have you managed it? How have you managed the people you've had to leave behind? Going to those next levels, being in rooms where, where you had to be uncomfortable. How do you manage that? So, I mean, I have a group of friends that I've been friends with for a very long time. And um, I love them all the same. I love them to this day. I think the biggest piece is that we've communicated and understood that, like, say for, like, I'm a married man. I can't go kick it with you mm-hmm. if you're single out trying to be flirtatious. I, I, that's not a space that I'm in anymore. That sounds dangerous. This is dangerous. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I, that's not a space that I need to be in, right? Yeah. Um, so that's a piece. And really understanding now that I'm, as I'm growing that there's boundaries now. And they understand it. And if they're my real friends and like my true friends, that we'll be connected. I, I won't speak to some folks for, for weeks, maybe mm-hmm. for months. Mm-hmm. And then we, we reconnect over a Super Bowl party, and it's like we never, like we never left each other. You okay. know what I mean? So it's just about that communication. You know, and then also, like, if I take a step up, I'm also giving knowledge on how they can take a step up, too. Okay. Right? So I'm not each just— one, Each one, teach one. Each one. Yeah, exactly. So if I, if I learn something and I, and I apply it and I'm successful with it, I'm like, all right, well, this is what you need to do. These are the mistakes that I've made. Let's, That's right. Let's not make those mistakes and let's make it a little bit easier for you to come up, too. So, so does the top feel better than the bottom? Absolutely. It does, you know, as long as you're not at the top by yourself was, wow. my, was my perspective, yeah. You need community. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So positive Kyle. Well, first I'll say as as Rodney's talking about those places he can't be, I can't go to your pool parties. So because I'm a married man, uh, I, I just have to share that. So but does the top feel better than the bottom? Uh, yeah, of course it do. Like like I said, uh, you know, when uh, you live a life and you, you, you go through prison and you walk out of prison. And everyone knows how it works. They strip you of everything, mm. uh, especially when, you know, big boys come get you. Uh, they take the houses, cars, they take everything that you have. So to transition and start all over and start with nothing when you're used to having everything, you know, uh, it feels good when you recreate it, a whole different identity. And uh, you're a better person and financially you're stable, you're in a good position. You know, l- l- kind of like what Rodney said, it's better to have, uh, instead of just you sitting there and being lonely, have you and your friends all together. And, you know, as y'all know, I got a travel group. We travel all around the world. And, uh, you know, we all put our money together to get discounted rates and have fun and stuff like that. So I, I like everybody to eat, just not me. Mm. Yeah, I, Everybody I, eats, me. Yeah, I, I, I think starting from the bottom, there's something, I, there's something that I really like about starting from the bottom. Because I know that, like, you can't go any lower and then you could, you could disguise the limit. Like, I like being That's able right. to set goals and achieve those goals and start new things fresh and just going through this process. The process is uh, to me, is where the fun happens, you yeah. know. So, so I, I, you're enjoying the journey. I, yeah, I, li- I like. The, you love I like the hunt. The you yeah, love the hunt. I, like as the they hunt. Say. I, like I, the I have a quote yeah. I want to share with you guys. Uh, somebody sent me this morning. It says, "People at the top never understand what they missed at the bottom. People at the top never understand what they missed at the bottom." I, I say this sometimes. Some of the people that have lived their life completely at top with generational wealth, yeah. they don't know how to survive once they lose it all. And then that's when right. you see the mental depression, trauma, suicides, and stuff like that. So I like coming from the bottom because we know what it's like not to have nothing. That's right. It could be a risk taker. Would it have nots? And the success that we have, we've built brick by brick, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, so so you brought up a depression. When people lose everything, they they suffer depression. You and I are both prison survivors, and we know that prison is a dangerous, a lonely, and a depressing and scary place. And then you come out into this world where there aren't a lot of resources, right? How do the two of you as black males, as fathers, as men that have worked their way up from the bottom manage mental health and overall wellness? Um, so, I mean, me and my wife got to a thing now that we make sure that we vacation at least every three months. And it might okay. not be like feet in the sand, but it might be like a, a weekend getaway to New York or mm-hmm. find a cheap flight to New Orleans or something like that. That's one thing. And another thing that I realized is that I surrounded myself with elders. Like I was I was pretty busy, stressed out. And then we had, there was an event where I was just surrounded with elders, you know, that, you know, cause you go through a space that you're pouring out and you're almost empty, but elders have a way of pouring in. Mm. So I was like, it was like, and I don't know if they meant to do it. They must've seen me. I don't know what, what it was or this, if it was just their nature, but you need somebody to pour into you as well. Community, community keeps coming up in this conversation. Relationships, communication, community. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that, Rodney. Uh, Kyle. How do you stay well, man? I used to uh, work out at the gym a lot, but uh, lately I've been too busy with running the businesses. Okay. But, um, you know, I, um, I'll say I'll try to eat well. Uh, I, I eat pretty good. The other thing, like you said, with community service, I'm the type of person where if I'm upset and I can help someone else out, it makes me feel good to see someone else smile. Even if it's not me, you know, their, their presence and their happiness uh, sprouts on me mm-hmm. because it's something that I did to change someone else's a situation and like you said when you working hard and you at the top it feels good and you know you're able to manage and control a lot of things that's around you so uh, I, I, my mental uh, health is pretty much like uh, Rodney said I try to travel hang out with my kids do some activities I'm on TikTok I'll be dancing I'll be having fun uh, y'all catch me on mermaid suits and all types of other different activities so I just do clown stuff like to, to make myself yourself, feel good man. yeah Nice, nice. What 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 messages do you have for the the twelve year old that's at the bottom, that's wrestling with all the things that disinvested communities bring about an oppression that doesn't see a way out? What message do you have for him or her? Well, the message I got for them is what we didn't have thirty years ago. We got so much help out here now. All you have to do is show up. Community mm-hmm. organizations are here. The internet pretty much can help you out with everything and anything. Accessibility resources. We got food. They're pretty much in a good, stable environment if they just get out the house and come out with their parents, support them, and, uh, you know, push them onto uh, mentors and people that want to help change their lives. So so you're telling them they're not alone, that there's assistance out there? Yes, it's, it's help out there. We just got to get them out the house. Just show up and get out yeah, the house. Yeah, we got to get them out the house. From in front of the video games. Yeah, right? we got to get them off of that Call of Duty on Warfare and all that stuff. All right. Thank you. Thank you for that, uh, Positive Kyle. Um, Rodney. What advice do you have, man? You 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 said you you were born in uh, Madison, Ohio, and grew, Maslin, uh, Maslin, Maslin, Ohio, and yeah. grew up in Chicago, Illinois. Chicago's a rough place, man. Yeah, it is. So I think I've always in, uh, admired folks that came from adversity. So mm-hmm. a, a kid that's living in adversity, a preteen that's living through that, you got tools that a lot of folks don't have, and it's figuring out how do you utilize those tools to live and lead a positive life. Like you have a hustle, you have a drive, you've had to survive things. Um, I always say I'll take an alley cat over a house cat any day. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because, you know, I I think you've been through something. So if you get faced with adversity again, that's not going to take you out. And so take those risks. Take those risks young. Live your life to the fullest. Live without fear and that like that deep rooted fear and know that you're great. You've come through some stuff that most people. Walk us through those risks, though. You said take those risks because because. 
when I hear that, that can, that can mean a number of things. So I need you to be more specific. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go to culinary school and you want to become a okay. chef, to do do that, you know. Um, you want to get into stocks or, and you want to make money and be an entrepreneur like Kyle is, do that. Like, don't be, don't let the barriers of your environment or your mindset say that you can't. Um, one of the things that I've learned, I, so I run the, the Spartan Marathons, right? And I, I did the 5K and then I'm done. I'm like, yo, that wasn't that hard. And then the next mm-hmm. day I went to train and and I'm training for now I'm training for the, the 10K, but I'm like, yo, I, I, I could have easily ran three miles. Like my body, my body did it. My mind was the one telling me, oh, this mm-hmm. is hard. You know what I'm saying? Then I, 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 as I continue training, I'm like, yo, I can, I can do this. Why? My mind is the one. I'm beating myself up saying I can't do it. So, That's right. Yeah, live without fear. Live without fear. I love that. Kyle, what would you do if you weren't afraid? What would I do if I weren't afraid? If you were not afraid, what would you do? I don't know. That's a good question. I never got hit with a question like that. What would yeah. I do if I was not afraid? I don't know. Ten million people listening, waiting for that answer, bro. <laughs> we might have to spin back to that one. What would I? That's a, that's a good one. Rodney, what that's, would you do if you weren't afraid, man? Everything, anything, everything. If I didn't have limiting beliefs or I didn't, you know, I would do everything I I, I put my mind to and not really care what. Give, people give us some examples. Walk us through this journey with you, man. Man, it's, it's people have done it, right? So if you want to become a, a multi-billion-dollar developer, why mm-hmm. not, right? If you want to become president why not if you want to open up your own bakery why not you know what i mean like to live without fear is just like you know there's there's no bounds i know my my baby brother brandon bush which uh, he died at a young age he one thing about him he was fearless he had no fear shout out to brandon brandon yeah man he had no fear so he picked up that baseball bat man he had no there was nothing he gave it his all because he would knock it out the park knock it out the park how how did he die uh yeah so he died um if you don't mind me asking yeah no it's um he died um, from uh, he uh, from a gun. He, he was shot. She was shot and killed from gun uh, violence. From gun violence. Is that age. one of the reasons that, that stopping gun violence is so important to you? Absolutely. Yeah. And and just so our listeners know, I knew the answer to that, mm-hmm. but I just yeah. And I know how important gun ending gun violence is. Yeah. He was 19 years old. Two weeks before his 20th birthday, he had just beat a case, um, and he was trying to get out. It's just you know. So even as you do up. this community work. I mean, you're, you're building wealth, you're building businesses, you're, you're successful, and you reach back into the, to your community, but it's through your lived experience, right? It's mm-hmm. like, it's important, it's in your DNA mm-hmm. to help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for all that you do, man. I appreciate you. Kyle, we're back at you, bro. What would you do if you weren't afraid, <laughs> man? Uh, kind of like what Rodney said. I don't know. I just uh, live life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I, wanna, I dream big. I think big. Um and uh, I want to expand and, like you say, I do the community service to help others get to where we at. Cause, That's right. You know, uh, so I, I guess it would just be uh, just trying to do everything and anything. Um, I believe that anything is possible, and I like to be solution-based. If I figure it can't be done, I figure a way to make it done. So, so, so you fly all over the world, man. You've got these businesses, you've got the work that you're doing, you have these awesome pool parties, amazing food, but yet they call you the number one credible messenger. What, what does it mean to be a credible messenger to you? To me, it, it means to be, uh, to be number one, to be valid and, and be believable. So uh, a lot of the stuff that, uh, you know, like you said that I do, like traveling and so on and so on, I'm showing people who have no hope that you can have hope mm-hmm. because I had no hope. When I walked out of prison, I had a brown box in my hand and I had a bus waiting for me and I had to walk out and figure out and I had to get help from people in order to get to where I am now. And uh, that's the same thing I want to do. I want to give back 
and uh, help other people and just show them being a messenger is more than just uh, talking to people. It's showing that you're actually doing it. So when people ask, what do I do for a living? I tell them, uh, you know, like you guys just said, I, I run several businesses. I have a general contractor's license through the state of PA. I got a car dealership salesman license through the state of PA. Uh, I did real estate. Uh, I passed the real estate board. I couldn't get my license due to my felony background, but I have learned real estate and I have flipped houses on the side and found ways to cut corners. So when I speak to the community and I tell them like, hey, you could change your life or you can do better. Or if you work harder, you're going to get better at working harder and you could be financially literate to take care of you and your whole family. So uh, I like being a messenger out here to show people as a replica, there's a formula and uh, there's no throwaway people. People change. And, uh, you know, I'm just grateful to give back and show them that I'm an example for them. And if they see that I can do it, they can do it, too. I appreciate your time. I appreciate all that you do. This is Dr. Bats. You're on Let's Talk. We're here with Positive Kyle and Rodney Bush. Uh, in closing, Rodney, how do people get in touch with you? Any closing remarks? Uh, we've got about 30 seconds. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Facebook at Rodney B. Um, you can hit my business line, which is 484-809-1755 if you're interested in buying and selling a property. Um, or if you just want to talk and, and, and collect and just and reason together how we can build and make a better community, make sure you get in contact with me. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for coming to the show, Rodney. Positive Kyle, how do folks get in contact with you? Uh, any closing words? All right. I would say if you're looking for me, you can find me on Facebook, Positive Kyle Lasseter. You can also find me all over the Promise Neighborhood website. I'm constantly tagging them, putting the word out there, getting people out the house. Um, if you're a dancer and you want to dance on TikTok with me, hit me up at Positive Kyle Lasseter, and we could get together and, you know, hit a couple moves or whatever. Um, if your energy is good, spirit is good, you need advice, you need help, you need anything, I'm always around. People know how to find me, get a hold of me, and, uh, you know, pretty much that's it. Let's enjoy life. We only get to live once. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you to all our listeners. This is Let's Talk. Dr. Bats, appreciate you. Until next time, be well. Peace. Peace.